0: What's up, everyone? It's the Dat's What She Said with Danny podcast. Danny, super excited this week to talk to Dansby Swanson, and the cool part is we were gonna have him on last week. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict, but it's so amazing because he hit a walk off homer last night. The Braves beat the Nationals, and then he comes on the podcast today. I feel like he did that just because he knew he was going to talk to us. So we'll ask him about that. That'll be super, super fun. We'll talk to him about Vandy and some of his Vandy boys. And now having to wear a mask, I feel like it's going to be interesting. Do people confuse him with Charlie Culberson because they kind of look alike? We'll ask him that. So we'll dive into so much with him. Um, Yeah, Danzy Swanson today on the podcast. Super pumped.
1: Yeah, I'm stoked to have him on. I know he's probably going to be in a really good mood, which always makes the podcast even better. So I'm happy to have him. I'm excited to ask him about his hair because apparently that's the third most searched word associated with Dansby. And also, who's the toughest pitcher to face in baseball? I like to get the insight, and that's what we're going to do with this guy.
0: Yo, Dansby. Hi, guys. Good morning. So you schedule a podcast with us and then you hit your first career walk-off home run is there like a coincidence going on there what's going on man
2: i <laughs> uh, did i don't know because I, apparently a bunch of people have been taking credit for that homer and i think i'm the only one that <laughs> hasn't taken any credit for it so i'm taking be credit, credit for, it. for it well my girlfriend she came and picked me up last night after the game and she was like I was saying this prayer, like right before she's like, she's like, it's actually my first career walk off Homer and it can be yours too, but I deserve some credit. So.
0: (laughs) All right. So walk us through it. I mean, first of all, congratulations. It was incredible to see what was going through your mind. What was your reaction? (laughs) How'd it feel?
2: Well, I mean, I feel like y'all could probably answer that. I mean, it was cool. Like it was, (laughs) It was really cool. It was just the the celebration was a little bit like weird. You know, the whole like social distance celebration. Not really a fan of it, but, you know, kind of have to do it at this point. So um, that part was a little interesting. And I'm still a little like, I feel like I saw a picture of it and it just looks so funky. It looks so funky.
1: What I noticed about it was Freddie Freeman. And Freddie looked like a little kid. Um, on the best day of his life, watching you celebrate your walk off.
2: I feel like every like if you want to see grown men act like children, just like play a walk off because every <laughs> guy it gets so animated. Like even if they're not the most animated person, they get super animated when somebody hits a walk off. Whether it's a homer or just a base hit, like. People go crazy and start doing things that they would never imagine <laughs> themselves doing. So for that, it's pretty fun.
0: Are you one of those players that dreamed about this moment, and it finally comes to fruition?
2: Honestly, I feel like I've been thinking about it recently. Like, man, I've never, I've never had a walk home like in my life, even since I was like a little little kid. And uh, so I feel like that was something that have been like on my mind recently. So, I guess it just kind of manifested itself, which is cool.
1: As far as, like, the whole season goes and everything you guys have been going through, you know, how has it been from your perspective?
2: Honestly, I mean, it's been fine. Like, I think that at the end of the day, even if it's just 60 games, like, we're still really blessed to be in this position to, to be here and to, and to be able to perform. Uh, I think each of us loves the game so much that being able to do it regardless of the circumstances is – all that we can ask for, you know, and I think that there's some challenges here and there, whether it's the travel or, you know, just things are a little bit different than what they used to be. And your routine is a little bit different than what it used to be. And some things that you may have taken for granted before, you know, you, you can't now because it's either not available or you're having to do different things. So I think at the end of the day, it's just something like I was just saying that we're just blessed to be able to do it.
1: Yeah. I know another guy that you're looking out for is Max Freed, and he's been such a bright spot for your team. It's early, but it's never too early, right? He's in the Cy Young conversation. What is it like for you to play behind Freed and watch him work on the mound?
2: Yeah, well, the cool thing is just, like, watching him grow over um, the past couple of years because we, we've developed a really, really good friendship. Um, he's one of my best friends on the team same age, we would have gra- we graduated high school like the same year. And so over time we've definitely developed a really good friendship and just seeing his confidence grow um each day and, and, and seeing how he prepares is is phenomenal. Before, you know, you know, the COVID stuff happened, he we would sit next to each other on the plane and it was just so awesome like watching him prepare for his starts and how he would do it and how much detail he'd go into it. It was just neat to be able to learn from that and for us to be able to, like, pick each other's brains and talk about scenarios and circumstances or life, like whatever it may be. And then just seeing him reach the point now of just going out there and competing, you know, and I think that that, he'll even tell you that, that he switched his mindset to – pitching to win the game like that that's the only focus you know and it's and some people would say like well yeah duh, like why wouldn't you but it's so sometimes you get caught up like in just in baseball like trying to do good like you just want to do good and so you get so focused on doing good on the mound or hitting well or whatever that you kind of lose sight of like we're here for one reason that's to win so if I could take each at bat or, you know, each pitcher take the the mindset of, I'm going to pitch to win this game, it can kind of change things. And that's, that's something that's happened for him.
1: That's so interesting. Yeah.
0: And it's so cool to watch that development and to watch your team develop over the season. It's been fun. I think that a lot of people weren't really sure what was going to happen in the NL East this year, but tell me as a Braves player, why the Braves are winning their third straight NL East title. Well,
2: I just, I, I love our guys. Like I, I don't know if anybody loves their teammates more than me. Um, <laughs> like, I just I, – I believe in each of our guys. I believe in not only our our core group of guys and pitchers and stuff, but I believe in everybody that, that wears that uniform. Um, no matter how big or how small the role is, each person has a very important role to fill on a team, and that's why it's a team game. And especially this, a year like this year when you have, you know, your 60-man, you know, player pool because – you just never know what's going to happen. Um it's important that everyone's on the same page and wants the same thing. So that's something this organization has always done great with is is finding not only good talent, um which there's definitely plenty of, but uh people that care about each other as well. That's like the big difference maker for me is we all care for each other and we all want each other to be successful uh on and off the field, which that chemistry, I feel like in this day and age, kind of can get overlooked, but uh, it's something that's really, really important to, you know, to be successful in the end.
1: Okay, so paint us a picture because we don't get to be there every day and interact with your teammates and see the chemistry and just feel the vibes that clearly you guys have. And like, It's really cool to actually hear you talk about how much you love your guys and, and just having each other's backs and embracing each other. So paint us a picture. Like you have a fun young team, but you've also got some veteran guys too. So paint us a picture of your team.
2: Well, so now it's been really cool to see because there's almost like this, like interjection of the youth that really bring this like energy to the older guys. But at the same time, the older guys bring this like steady, stable, calming presence to the younger guys. So it kind of, it like works in a a big cycle to where the young guys can keep, I don't even know what I am. I'm 26. I feel like I'm like a young guy, but also super old. So I feel like for, for our team, it's cool to just see the energy, but also at the same time, seeing the kind of like consistent steadiness, which is, I feel like why each day we we show up and we do what we do, Um, you know, whether it's get our work in or, or whatever the day calls for, I feel like, is something that we kind of pride ourselves in and being prepared for those moments. He's, uh, and like, I would say people that have left Atlanta and then ultimately come back, like uh, like Matt Adams. Uh, he's just saying like how much he missed like the family, you know, presence and atmosphere that we had, because we do all care about each other. And like, we, we speak to each other and we say hey to each other. Like there's not really like any cliquish element to the team. You know, like we all get along, say hey to each other when we see each other and, all those kinds of things. You are so ACL. I it, I guess. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely.
0: It is. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it yeah, you're it comes through guy. in everything you do, man. You really, you rep where you're from and that's really important for you. We know that you put out a really heartfelt Instagram post a few months ago during the Black Lives Matter protests saying that it's time to not only love and embrace Black communities and culture, but to stand up and vocally support them. So for you, being from Atlanta, you talk about Southern hospitality. Why was that an important message that you wanted to put out?
2: Um, so I grew up, uh, I went to Marietta High School, which is a predominantly uh, black high school. I was the only white guy on, like, on the basketball team, you know, and i just always been surrounded by black culture and community. And it's something that I, not to say I took for granted, but I guess, I guess I just didn't know what kind of, like a blessed, you know, life I was in at the time. And, you know, I started listening to rap music since I was like seven or eight always joke around and say like don't tell my parents but um i've been like you know i started listening to Outcasts when i was real young and then because uh, my brother and sister are nine and seven years older than me so like i kind of got exposed to like their high school life when i was still you know in elementary school and so it's just something that i've always really fallen in love with like just like the hip-hop you know culture and community and and just the the soul aspect of it all and then you know as as you start to see things unfold in, in society and stuff you don't it's kind of hard to like grasp what's going on and I think for me the biggest thing is really where I've come to is trying to basically help give people opportunities that they don't necessarily see themselves having, you know, and I feel like getting involved with the community is, it goes beyond just like being a good person. I feel like it's trying to like actively change the lives of other people, whether that's like, you know, giving resources to like, there's a, there's a uh, charity that I've worked pretty closely with here. I don't really talk about it much because I don't like to talk about like what I do. What's called the Atlanta Children's Shelter. And basically what they do is they work in the inner cities of Atlanta. And they give kids like all the help that they would need to basically be successful because at times, like when you're in certain communities, it's easy to kind of fall into like the cycle of whatever that community tells you. Right. And so um, when that community happens to be uh, more of a life, like involving, you know, like a street life, you don't necessarily see the different characteristics that you need to be successful uh, because like in, in the streets, it's a lot more about, power and 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 violence to get that power uh whereas like the kids aren't really taught how to love they're not taught how to grow and how to you know use education as a way out and the different things that really actually can change uh kids lives is not really talked about or cultivated and so they the Atlanta Children's Shelter does such a great job of not only providing resources whether that's clothes or school supplies or Um, even we bought a bunch of car seats for, you know, for mothers so that they can get their kids around, just all those kinds of things, because you're actually giving them an opportunity and teaching them the different characteristics that they'll need in life to actually, you know, be successful and to, and to change, you know, their kind of like immediate surrounding. So that's why I felt so strongly to, to try and create some change because at the end of the day, it's, it's all about like loving your neighbor and helping your neighbor and not that I'm against like mission trips whatsoever because I, you know, see the importance of going to different countries and, and making a difference in the world for sure. Uh, but for me, like a lot of my calling, I feel like is to change the community and what's um, like in, and, you know, you can look in your own backyard and I feel like there's people that need help. And I feel like we're called to, you know, help them.
1: That's awesome. Uh, that's super cool that you shared that with us and we appreciate that so much. We like to uh, lift up, I think um, passions of athletes. I think as you mentioned before, sometimes we forget that you guys are just people and uh, you're you're a regular guy who has superhuman powers and abilities, but um, I think that's awesome. And there's another guy I think who plays baseball that you're familiar with, who I have seen, um, who is so passionate about his community. So passionate about um, raising awareness for these social causes. And he, wrote us in a guest question. So, guest question coming in from your guy, Tony Kemp.
2: Oh, Tony my asks, my is it true? Tk? Yeah, I love him.
1: Is it true Tony Kemp is the only Vandy boy to lock you up on the basketball court?
2: Honestly, sadly enough, that's like pretty close to the truth. Because <laughs> we, I mean, we didn't get after it. And he's the He's the only one that's, like, kind of – I don't know if it's figured me out or whatever on the court, but I just don't like when he guards me. Because he's so, like, he's so, like, small and agile, but he's strong. Like, people don't know that. So, things that I do, it's hard for me to kind of, like, maneuver and manipulate around TK. I don't like that he asked that question, but
1: <laughs> – I love that he asked I'll it. Give,
2: I'll give – there's some truth to that. <laughs> okay. There's some truth for that.
1: Settled. Awesome. All right, Dan, we time for a
0: rapid fire where we shoot some questions at you and you give us the first thing that comes to your mind.
2: All right.
1: Who is a better athlete, you or your World Cup champion girlfriend, Mallory Pugh?
2: Me. <laughs> we, we, debate this, we debate this every day. Don't worry.
0: And what's her argument? Um, I think the fact that she's got a, a World Cup.
2: <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. You got to really define athlete. And you could put me in any realm and I can, and I've got a chance. Put any sport, it doesn't matter. Bowling. Get her
1: on. Let her argue that.
2: That's fine. We do we do this every day with each other, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, you seem pretty serious about it. Like
2: oh I, yeah, on I on my mood team. definitely changed. My mood changed.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. How about the teammate you most want to hear mic'd up for a broadcast?
2: You know who, Azuna? He's so funny. Hmm. Marcel, he's so funny. So him.
1: Miss him in St. Louis, man. What well,
2: um, makes him funny?
1: What's your, yeah. what's
0: like the, what's his humor?
2: He's just a, he's just a like goofball. Like things he says and like, he's got like that, that like smile to him, you know, and you kind of look and he's like smirking at you. I don't know, he just like, he always, he's got such a way of like just kind of making light of situations.
1: All right, especially with your masks on, how often are people mixing up you and Charlie Colberson?
2: You know what, I think I think somebody did it last night after walk-off. They're like, hey, good job. And he was just like, we can't get to the point where we just say, like, thank you. you know, Because <laughs> like we don't even like bother to tell people sometimes these days, like, we just take it for what it is.
0: Wow. You guys tell each other when it happens, if they're not? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like he signed a couple of my baseball cards before. <laughs> so sorry to anybody out there, but.
1: That is too good.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, when you Google Dansby Swanson, the third most searched word is hair, of course. You've got great yeah. locks. What's the secret to having great locks?
2: People, every and everyone always says it's a bunch of BS. I literally don't do anything for my hair. Like, you can ask Mal, and she hates it because I don't do anything. Like, I wash it like every like three or four days, and everyone thinks that's gross. But wash it every like like twice a week, and I don't do anything else with it. Like, I don't really I don't put anything in it. I, I just grease. I just I I guess I thank my mom for it. Like I had mean, I idea. Like, born with it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> People, like, I, we were at Phantast this year, and someone asked me that, and I said, I don't do anything. I said, what you see, like, right now was a shower, and I put a hoodie on, and the guy was like, you're full!" like, he, like, got am <laughs> like, no, dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, I don't do anything for it.
1: People want to know, maybe you should bottle it up anyway and sell it, whatever it is. Maybe.
2: There's a business opportunity there. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, what is something that not many people know about your double play partner, Ozzy Albis?
2: He speaks English, Spanish. Uh, his native tongue is Palpimentu, um in Curacao. And he speaks Dutch um, because they're a, col- a colony of the Netherlands. And he's also his uh, girlfriend is Brazilian, so he's kind of like learning Portuguese. So oh people don't know. Ozzy's a very bright kid. And I don't, I don't, t- don't tell him that because I don't like to give him props, but he's definitely a smart kid.
1: Oh, well, he listens to the podcast. So he knows now. Religiously. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: All right. How much money would someone
0: have to give you for you to give up your favorite pair of shoes?
2: It has to be over like $10,000. I love what shoes. Are your
0: favorites. Yeah. You well, do. I love shoes.
2: I have, I have close to like a hundred pairs of shoes now um sorry my dog's about to bark probably but I've I've probably close to 100 pairs of shoes I love Jordans um I've started getting into more of like the higher end shoes now because I have so many Jordans I kind of need something else to get into but um (laughs) I'd say any of the Jordan ones I love and any of the Jordan 11s like the low tops I love as well okay which
1: baseball player which major league baseball player do you fanboy over
2: i will say my favorite player is probably Trevor Story. I love watching him play. Been able to have some conversations and stuff with him. Just kind of how he carries himself and, and thinks he does on the field and everything. Really good dude. So I'd say him.
0: Dansby, who's the toughest pitcher to face in Major League Baseball?
2: I hate facing Steven Strasburg. That's just personally. <laughs> um not, not a fan. Uh, so I would say him.
1: Alexa likes that answer. Which artist from Atlanta would you want to perform at your wedding?
2: <laughs> my wedding? Oh, I feel your like me and Mal joke all the time about little baby. Cause we love little baby, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so we can say little baby. I mean, there's so many to choose from though. There's literally so many to choose from.
0: Who's your, but your favorite of all time is Outkast. Yeah.
2: My favorite of or all Luda- time Car- is, is Ludacris. Luda. Okay. Luda <laughs> Outkast is like my OG. Ludacris is my favorite. But I mean, I love them all, like seriously, I really do.
0: So if they all showed up at once, you would just freak out.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Because you got to meet Luda, right? You got to take him around the clubhouse?
2: Yeah, I got to meet Luda, I've got to meet Big Boy, uh, Jermaine Dupree, just those so far. I'm trying to link up with Baby at some point. Oh, and Quavo so it's cool it's cool
0: no big deal baby baby yeah yeah no big deal we saw some of the dance moves after you guys won the nl east you guys danced around the clubhouse so where do you rank among the best dancers on the team
2: Um, i'd say i'm like probably like top third maybe you know because tuki can dance and then like you you forget like all the latin guys could can dance just to you know more of like their flavor of music so I'd say I'm like top third, you know, like if I'm top 10, maybe, I don't know. Just got a little rhythm, you know, just kind of go with the beat here and there.
1: (laughs) So good. Last one for me. Have any of the cardboard cutouts caught your eye?
2: Not really. I will say during day games, it's so hard to see (laughs) because they're like kind of like reflective. (laughs) So yeah, it's like kind of like hard to see sometimes. So, but it's, because Mal, Mal doesn't have a cutout, and some of the other guys have a cutout. I think one of them, our guys like put his dog on the cutout, so it's pretty funny. All
0: right, final one for Rapid Fire. Where does the walk-off homer for you rank in your career accomplishments?
2: Up there, because I don't really know how to like rank them. Um, I've never been one for like, the individual accomplishments. Because like, for me, like winning the division – twice or back-to-back was really cool you know and anything that involves like the the winning component is like what I what I live for so uh but I'd say it's up there (laughs) that can be my official answer
0: did you get the baseball
2: uh no no
0: what do you mean
1: where is it
2: I don't know maybe in the bullpen still (laughs) like I don't know it's not like like I loved it and I was thankful I got to go home and see Mal and go to bed and then like be alive today. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Can appreciate that. All right. So you have no interest in getting the ball.
2: Not really, no. But don't oh, tell the team that then I'll so probably sell it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, it might be in my locker today. I don't know. But yeah, it's not it's not like up on my like priority list to have the the
0: ball. All right, final thing before we let you go, Dan's me we end every podcast with an embarrassing story. So we need you to dig in your memory bank, something that happened when you were a kid or something that happened on the field, off the field that just totally embarrassed you that you can share with us on the podcast.
2: Yeah, I, I can already think of mine. So when I was in sixth grade, we had like, you know, like the big like award ceremony, like the whole middle school gets together, you know, in the auditorium. And it's kind of like if you're getting like the honor roll award, you know, or whatever, like you're getting you're getting caught up on stage well this lady gets up there and it's like the all connections award which connections in middle school was like it's like your keyboarding class uh this was back when we had home ec uh and just like all those kind of like art class all those kinds of things and our home ec teacher gets up there and she's like so the person the first person won this award is He's just, like, super sweet. He's kind. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, what a loser. You know, like, this kid. And she's, like, (laughs) she's, like, like, I, uh, ladies, like, you better get your hands on this one because he's going to be a great husband one day just like that in front of the whole school. And then she said my name after. And my, you know, my face was so red. Like, I was so embarrassed because I was, like, I mean, like, in retrospect, like, yeah, like, that's a really nice thing for somebody to say about you. But when you're 12, like, that's, like, the worst thing can anyone, that anyone can say about you. And I was, I remember I, my face got so red. I had to have walked up there. He's already walk weird anyways. Like, that's, like, a like, I walk weird. So, like, I was already self-conscious about that. Like, having to get up on stage, self-conscious about how I walk, self-conscious about what this lady just said about me. Like, I'll never, I'll never live that one down. And even people, you know, like in your yearbook when people like hags, like have a great summer and they, people would write like, you're going to be a great husband, like in my yearbook when they would sign <laughs> So like, it like forever lives, lives with me.
1: Oh my God. You're going to be a great husband.
2: <laughs> I'm like, who says that? Like I'm 12.
1: Um, uh, it's going to come true one day. I, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: that's the plan that's the plan <laughs> oh that is so good <laughs> so no middle schooler wants to hear but yeah no, it's a little different the 20s <laughs> and thank you so much for hopping yes. on the podcast congratulations on the walk-off homer and all the success that the braves have had this season you guys have been a blast to watch and uh it's been great having you so thanks so awesome. much and good luck
2: thank you i appreciate it thank you see ya. See ya.